welcome to the Catholic National Athletic Association's podcast, Overtime. We talk about the unique challenges of running an athletic department at Catholic high schools. We also feature athletic directors from around the country and identify best practices for successful high school athletic departments. If you would like to submit a question or suggest a topic idea for the podcast, please email info at thecnaa.org. That's I-N-F-O at thecnaa.org. I-N-F-O at thecnaa.org. We're here today with Jen Brooks from Ursuline Academy. Jen is the school's athletic director. Founded in 1848, Ursuline Academy is a Catholic college prep high school for young women. They're part of an international network of Ursuline schools. As a nationally recognized school of excellence, they provide a program for a range of college-bound learners so they may achieve their potential with faith, life, academics, arts, athletics, leadership, and community service. Their warm and welcoming environment encourages respect for the individual, high academic standards, global awareness, and service to our worldwide community. The result of an Ursuline education is a confident young woman prepared for living and leading in a diverse world. Jen, welcome to the show. Hi, thank you so much for having me. How are you today? I'm doing well. Excellent. So It's kind of raining in here in St. Louis, so it's, this is a bright spot in my day, so thanks for having me. <laughs> well, we'll brighten it up a little bit. So tell me a little bit about yourself. How did you get into education? I grew up um, at, with a dad who was an educator. He was a teacher, a coach, an athletic director, a principal, and a president at Catholic schools um, his whole life. So I saw that firsthand and saw the difference that he made in uh, young people's life and, and knew that that was something that appealed to me and, and what I wanted to do. I was athletic from a young age. I've always played sports. Um, being the firstborn, I've kind of always been that leader. Um, and and uh, so I wanted to get into high school sports. Um, I also uh, got my degree in theology. Um, so I'm probably one of very few athletic directors uh, who has their degree in theology as opposed to uh, PE or athletic administration. So my goal was to uh, make a difference in a young person's life and uh, the path that led that to me was being a high school athletic director. Now, once you got your degree, what was the next step? What was your first job in education? Yep. So I was hired um, at Ursuline. Uh, <laughs> I was 20 when I interviewed for the job. Uh, it was a part-time uh, theology position. And sister looked me up and down and said, Jen, you look healthy. Why don't you teach health too? <laughs> uh, and so then that made me a full-time teacher. So I taught health and theology uh, I also coached the JV basketball team, and then I was coaching soccer and softball uh, as the assistant coach at the college I had attended. Wow, so that was my foot in the door at Ursuline. That's that's a that's a great story. Now, what do you cons- yeah. what do you consider to be the most important part of your role at Ursuline Academy? Being a role model for the young woman, absolutely one hundred percent, being a role model, and 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 that means uh, showing confidence and compassion and empathy and sympathy and showing them um, how to um, be humble and telling them and and showing them, you know, that I'm not perfect. Uh, I strive for excellence every day, but I make mistakes. um, 
uh, and, and and knowing and, and showing that to the young ladies that it's okay to make mistakes, um, that you know, perfect not doesn't exist. You know, I think that the uh, young ladies uh, often uh, focus on that too much, and so I want to be able to say, look. I'm strong, I'm confident, and guess what? I make mistakes sometimes, and this is how you work through them. Um, so being that role model um, in every facet is what I feel is most important. Now, COVID-19 has been a huge challenge for schools and athletics. What lessons have you learned from having to deal with the pandemic? Things that I thought were important uh, before aren't important now. Uh, I have learned how to be flexible. I have learned to um, go with the flow a lot more. Um, I'm, I'm certainly a type A personality, and uh, I've learned to be a little more type B. <laughs> that's that's what we've heard a lot from talking with athletic directors. The ability to change on the fly has been so big for a lot of people. So how has the year gone so far for you? It In Missouri, we started off um, as planned in August with our fall sports. And in Missouri, the fall sports season is the busiest season for girls. And um, initially, out of our sports, we had three of them that weren't able to start. They could practice, but they weren't able to play games. Um, and so about mid-season or so, uh, our, our, all of our sports then were all playing games. Uh, we had limited spectators. Um, but for the first time in school history, uh, yeah, it's got to be, yeah, school history, we had success. We, our golf team took uh, fifth in state, and our tennis team took fourth in state. And we've never had a fall that um, successful probably ever. Uh, so if we're looking for the good, COVID brought us, brought us great success this past fall. Congratulations on the achievement. That's great. Thank you. Thank you. Now, what has your department accomplished thus far that you're most proud of achieving? I would say our focus on, um, you know, striving for excellence and, and being women of character. You know, winning is important. Don't get me wrong. We want to we want to win every time we go out. We want to compete every time we go out there. Um, but we also realize that there is more to high school sports than just winning. And, and a lot of that focuses on characters, the character building. Uh, 97% of high school athletes never play after high school, never play a team sport after high school. So we have to ask ourselves, what are we doing to prepare these young women for life after sports? And, and we can prepare them for life after sports through high school sports and through our conversations and through our practices and through our team building activities that we do as uh, an athletic program. Now let's talk a little bit about being a female in a male dominated industry. How, how is that for you just being a part of that? And what are the challenges that you you've had to overcome because of it? Sure. It's, I'll say it's very hard and it's very lonely. I've been the athletic director for 25 years and it took me, up until about two years ago to really find my voice and to have the courage um, to network and find other female athletic directors. You know, oftentimes I find myself as the only woman in the room and that can be daunting. Um, I, I deal as a female athletic director, I deal with so many preconceived notions about who I am. Um, I don't fit the narrative of what a high school athletic director looks like. So people struggle with that. Uh, people look at me and I'm too masculine and too feminine all at the same time. 
Um, I, I like to compare what I do um, with as a as opposed to my male athletic directors uh, peers. You know, I talk about uh, Ginger Rogers and Fred Astaire, Fred Astaire is a great dancing duo. And Ginger Rogers did everything Fred Astaire did, but backwards and in heels. And I feel like that's what I'm doing every day. I'm doing my job backwards and in the heels when you compare it to my male counterparts. So, um, you know, it got to the point where I said, okay, you know, I I don't want to do this anymore. Um, I don't want to be mansplained the rules by male officials anymore. Um, You know, I don't want to go to a vendor fair at an athletic director's conference and the uh, vendors look at my husband and start their sales pitch talking to my husband because they automatically assume that I'm not the athletic director. Um, and I came, to, I said, okay, there's, it's time to do something about this. And so I created the global community of women in high school sports. And that has led to just an amazing energy, an amazing network. I find myself amongst women now um, with, the, and, you know, we're all, we're all in the same boat. So this has been an amazing time these last couple of years, creating and expanding the global community of women in high school sports. I love that. I love seeing a challenge going, we have, we have something, we have an opportunity and taking that step to go, what, what can we do to make things better? And, and, and just stepping into that void and, and doing it. So kudos yeah. to you. Yeah, that's exactly it. You know, it's one of those things where um, we, we want to create awareness. So it's not an exclusive community of just females. It's very inclusive. We want our male allies to be a part of it as well. We want everybody to learn and to listen from, you know, listen to each other so we can learn from each other. Um, so it's, it's, it's been a great, great positive thing. You know, the other thing too is, you know, I have to ask myself, you know, what am I doing to create space at the table for other women? And so global community is it. And I have to say, okay, what, what am I doing to create space and path to make it easier for the next woman who sits in my chair? You know, that journey has to be easier than it was for me. So what am I doing? Um, again, global community, you know, comes into play for that. Um, it, I, it's my responsibility. I have to make that path easier for young women. Now, turning back to your program, what's a challenge that you would like to achieve? Well, you know, I, I want to provide as many opportunities for young women to play as I possibly can. I also want it to be as competitive as we possibly can. Um, you know, we, we deal with um, a coaching staff that, exi- that pretty much, they, they work elsewhere. They're not at Ursuline. So I have a coaching staff of, of 40 people and only one or two people are in the building. Um, so how can I connect those coaches? How can I have them buy into the Ursuline program? Um, but yeah, that's, you know, I want to be competitive. I want to strive for excellence. You know, that's what we're, we're trying to build young, strong, young woman, minded, strong, strong willed, strong mind, strong spiritual. Speaking of those strong young women, what's coming up that your students are excited about? I think this is the fact that they can play. You know, I think the fact that they're able to, because right now we're able to play. So uh, we started our winter sports um, uh, this past week. So I've got basketball, I've got uh, swim and dance, I've got racquetball uh, and and cheer and all going on right now. And I think that they're just excited about playing. You know, I think COVID has taught us to really not look too far into the future. So I don't think we're talking about 
um, in their minds what districts our state could look like, because I think they're just right now taking it one day at a time. And I think that they'll tell you right now they're just excited about being able to play. Let's talk a little bit about Ursuline Academy. Now, we mentioned having coaches that aren't on campus with you, but what are some of the other challenges you're working on overcoming in your athletic program? You know, facilities is always going to be that. You know, we're a small school. Uh, we don't have, you know, we don't have a pool on campus. We don't have a track on campus. We don't have a, a tennis, we don't tennis course on campus. So, uh, you know, that's always a challenge when you're dealing with a lot of off-campus sites. Uh, we don't have buses. So the challenge with that is, um, you know, making sure that these young ladies are able to drive to games and get to games. And that, as a, as, uh, that's scary, you know. Um, so those are, I would say those are some of our biggest challenges. I have a great administration that supports uh, the, the extracurriculars and the co-curriculars at our school. Um, so that's awesome. Um, it's, you know, so I'd say really simply it's the facilities, but, you know, I, I met last week with some softball dads who've got some great ideas to help us expand our softball field. And it's the blessings like that are, that are really fun. Everyone likes to set goals. What are some of the goals for your student athletes? First and foremost, I want them to be a woman of character. Um, I talk about that. I stress that all the time. I, um, I, I want them to, to be students first and athletes second. That's also important. Um, so I always say, you know, again, I, I, I don't, I shouldn't have to mention winning and being state champions. Those are assumed. The other parts of that piece that I want people to not make sure that they don't assume is I want to make sure that they know that I'm, I want women of character um, and I want women who um, are students first, athletes second. And how do you help them reach that goal? Well, first and foremost, by modeling, modeling what it takes to be a woman of character. Um, and then the second thing is, as far as the academics goes, you know, um, we tell them we value, you know, the academic program and that that's a, that's our number one priority. Um, and so, you know, so that means we have to create time for you to do a study hall. Um, before practice, we'll do that. That means if you have to go talk to a teacher and be late for practice, that's okay. Um, that means if you're struggling in a class, we want to know how we can help. Um, is there a kid on the team that can help tutor you? Um, so we're going to do all those things that we possibly can to create, set them up for success um, in those areas. Let's talk a little bit about your school's culture. How would you explain Ursuline Academy's culture to someone? It's a family. We, we, we talk about that often. We're a family. It's a sisterhood. Uh, and, and I had the, I was lucky enough to send my daughter to Ursuline. She graduated in 2016 and um, she doesn't have any biological sisters, but she's got thousands of Ursuline sisters. And I think that's the coolest thing. Um, you know, so, so the family environment uh, that we create at Ursuline, it's amazing. Let's look ahead to the CNAA. Uh, so this is what we call our speed round. Uh, do you have any hiring insights for schools and athletic directors in the CNAA? I would say, I would say, what are you doing to f hire females? You know, what are you, what kind of opportunities are you creating for female coaches? Uh, what kind of leadership opportunities are you creating for your female coaches that you currently have on staff? You know, what are you doing with your current student body to ask them, to invite them to think about one day being a coach at your school? 
Do you have any facilities management tips for schools? You mentioned the challenges that you're facing. Uh, what what would be some ideas that you might be able to pass along? That's a good question. Um, you know, I would say that you know sometimes we get stuck behind our desk, and so when the when it comes time to say, okay, I need to walk away from my desk right now, clear my head, walk through your facilities. Uh, we always have our phones on us, so take your phone with your with you, take some pictures, you know, write mental, you know, send um, some emails to yourself or to your facility person, take a picture of what you see in the moment um, to help make sure you stay on top of what your facilities, what's happening in your facilities. Now, from the physical to the digital, do you have any social media ideas for schools? Gosh, um, you know, the girls, at least in my school, you know, they like the fun pictures. They want to see themselves. So taking as much as taking as many pictures as you can. Sometimes that's hard for me to do because I'm in the moment of, you know, game management or uh, cheering the girls on. And I have to stop and go, oh, wait, I have to take pictures and I have to post this. Um, you know, I, I always encourage the girls. I say, hey, take a picture and send it to me. And if it's, if it's worthy or good enough or, you know, meets the standards or whatever, I'm happy to post it on social media for them. So I have I engage them in the process. And what are the benefits that you've seen as a CNAA school? Uh, you know, it, the network, it, you know, to be able to call someone who's like-minded, that's huge. Um, so I really appreciate um, the network of like-minded people. Is there anything else you'd like to add? We've had a, we've had a great conversation. Uh, is there anything that we missed? Uh, I would say no. You know, just out there, if you're out there listening, um, ask yourself the question, what are you doing to create space for more females at your table? And, and when, those, when they're sitting at the table, are you listening to them? Are you taking notice? Are you just ignoring them? So just kind of creating awareness in that space. Jen Brooks, the athletic director at Ursuline Academy. Thank you for sharing your experience. If someone wants to reach out to contact you about Ursuline or about the global community of women in sports, how can they reach you? Sure. Uh, my email is jbrooks at ursulinestl.org. Um, you can find all that information on ursulinestl.org. That's our website. Uh, but I'm absolutely here to advocate, support, and help other athletic directors, um, and especially the female athletic directors and coaches. Please don't hesitate to reach out. Thank you so much, Jen. You have a great day. Thank you. You too. Thanks for listening to today's episode of the CNAA Podcast Overtime. Stay tuned for more episodes each month featuring best practices for managing high school athletic programs at Catholic schools. If you have questions or topic suggestions for the show, please email info at thecnaa.org. That's info at thecnaa.org. And let us know what you think.